0: You do? different than what you're used to, I hope that it was a good one. We're excited about worship this morning. Today we're going to dive into some of our, some of the worship songs that have impacted us the most in our own personal lives. We're going to talk briefly about what inspired those songs. It's so important to understand the heart behind the lyrics. behind that. It could be a heart's cry, a spirit anthem, or maybe you're a hurting soul that inspires uh, worship songs. And through all of our worship, we can pray and we can praise and meet with God. I can't tell you how many times God has graciously put a song in my heart when my soul needs soothing and when I can't alone. So as we praise today, I want you to feel the freedom to take a posture of worship that's right for you and where you are this morning. I also understand that this might be a long time to stand up. Um, So if you need to stand, if you need to sit, if you need to jump or dance, all of those are okay. And uh, if you're like me, you might need to be flat on your face before the Father because he's just so good. This song that we're going to start with, it's called Holy Spirit, and it was written by Brian and Katie Torwald. Um, They were worship pastors at a small church in California. And it just started out as a prayer, like in Matthew 6, where the Bible says, Let your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. It's about turning our hearts, our affection, and our awareness to God's presence the heart behind the song is that we would make room for God to have his way in our worship as we're lifting up the name of Jesus. And then as we move into the next song, after inviting God's presence to dwell in this place, we can experience the freedom that comes with the Holy Spirit. And we are so excited about that this morning, God. Holy Spirit, come. Come and fill this place, God. Let your will be done, God, on earth as it is in heaven.
1: circumstances Um, and as I thought about what this psalm meant and what how the Lord sees us um, I felt like he shifted my perspective I was reminded um, that when things are heavy and things are difficult that that's the prime time to worship and magnify his in spite of the circumstances that's when we dig our heels in And that's when we grow. And even when we don't see it, he's working. Um, A couple weeks ago, I was listening to the radio, and um, I learned something about verse 6 in Psalm 23. It says, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. So mercy is the word said, and it means his steadfast love, his undeserved loving kindness, his favor, mercy, and loyalty, and I love this. The psalmist declares that the Lord's has said will pursue you all the days of your life, and the word pursue describes this. Listen, the actions of pillaging armies and covenant curse. It was not. It was not going to give up. They were going to hunt them down, and the psalmist is convinced that instead of the covenant curse that he deserves, the Lord's faithfulness and goodness will hunt him down relentlessly. And there's no end to it. And so this morning, um, let's just declare the Lord's goodness is running after us. Whether we see it or not, whether we feel it or not, we believe it because it's true. Till I lay my head, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God.
2: you feel like you have to top it in the second, but I'm going to not do that, hopefully. So. I've never had much trouble playing music, or necessarily writing music, but having to give an answer for it has always been tough for me, which I think is a little irresponsible. So, so here it goes. Um, we've been doing this song for, I don't know, a little while, and uh, it's kind of, it's, it's nice to know that it's really not mine anymore. It's a really good feeling, and uh, um, I wrote it many years ago, and it was kind of the first worship song I ever really wrote. I didn't think I was capable of pulling something like that off, but God said, no, this is what you're going to do, and the song kind of came out, and uh, it's really just about resting in God, resting in His promises. I was reading an excerpt about Charles Spurgeon years ago, and learning that one of the greatest preachers of our time of several generations dealt with a lot of doubt and a lot of sadness and a lot of hard times and he said rather than try to question God about why these things are happening rest in the promises of God and so I started writing down all these different promises on a list so that I wouldn't forget them because I'm absent minded and, and the Bible is full of promises I will never leave you or forsake you Before the foundation of the world, I knew you. I knit you in your mother's womb. So many good things that you could just write all day. And anytime I, or time we ever feel that doubt and disillusion, especially in 2020, we can pull out that list and just continuously read these truths. And this week, uh, I had this picture in my mind of a rope. Uh, from one of Pastor Chris's first sermons here several years ago that just stayed with me. I had this picture in my mind of holding a rope and standing in the middle of a field. And this rope just extends all the way out to the end of the field. And you can see it in your mind, especially living in this part of Texas. You just see this rope just extending out through a pasture, through a field, into these trees, and then just disappearing off into the sunset. And that rope is eternity. And yet there's this little red dot that somebody took a sharpie and just kind of poked that rope Right by your hand, and that little red dot is your life in this body. And we get so wrapped up in that little red dot and all the things that happen to us day to day that we're forgetting that this is just a short period of time that pales in comparison to this endless this endless stream that we get to live with our Father. And when we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in us, when we no one really dies, we change locations. And one day we're going to change locations and we're going to see all those promises fulfilled. And this song is kind of a, a reminder to myself and to many others what that, what that rope really means.
3: Lay me down in fields of My defenses are crumbling. He'll feel my pain so deep, and I hear my say. In the flood, I am the rock In the desert, I'm the rock i no. For five.
4: Good morning. I have a very special person right here beside me who's asked me to baptize her today. Um, Our relationship did not start that way, though. She showed up a Thursday night at our house when we do our Bible studies. She sat on a bench in our dining room and literally stared at her phone, trying to avoid eye contact with me at all costs. Uh, Now that we've spent this almost years together, uh, she comes by the house. She's one of our family. Uh, she gets upset when I say I only have three daughters and not four. Um, so God has really just gave us this opportunity to grow together, to learn each other, and our relationship points towards him. So it's very, very much an honor to be able to baptize Briley today. Um, and I could go on and on about this girl, but I won't. Uh, so, without further ado, Bradley, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? In the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit, I'll baptize you. Rise to walk with Him again.
5: baptisms this morning. I have the honor of baptizing Bailey Ray Blackburn. If if you don't know this young lady, uh, I have never seen her without a beaming smile on her face. Uh, And she is the most caring, thoughtful, uh, young lady I've ever met. Uh, as young as she is, she uh, approaches you and asks you how you're doing and about your day and just shows the love of Christ uh, to everyone that she encounters. Um, and it is it is my honor and privilege uh, to be here at this moment and to baptize you, Bailey, this, this morning. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes, sir. Amen. You want to grab your dollars? What is my honor and privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, baptizing you in his death and resurrecting to newness of night life. Amen. Amen. We all stand as we continue in worship.
6: Well, good morning again. So the next song that we're going to do Hallelujah, and I wanted to read this story to you because it's incredible. Says Music, CEO, Joel Taylor, and his wife. after their four-year-old daughter got the same virus. Uh, Faced with the possible loss of their son and daughter, they cried out to their community and believers. He he recorded a video on Instagram asking Christians from all over the world to join and pray. Worship leaders and friends of the community received the news one night that the Taylors didn't think that the little boy was gonna make it through the night. And as soon as they got that text, they said, I felt like this giant of unbelief stood in front of me. He's going to die, and we're not going to see the miracle. So they dove into prayer, and a new song came out. This is what they said about it. All of a sudden, out of my gut, this song came out in the face of the giant. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than my unbelief. And this song became the anthem. For their recovery, making worship for their making worship their weapon, more friends in the community came to pray and sing over them. And then, after a couple of weeks, the good news came that they were both going to make it, and they're fine. The Lord. And this is their uh, their quote about it: God's timing often doesn't make sense until you look back to see that mountains were climbed and canyons were crossed on no strength of our own. In the battle for Jackson's life, the global church community came together, sang this song, prayed. This is a great song. This is their song. But what I want you to understand this morning is this is also our song, your song. God is above whatever ails us. He's above cancer. He's above COVID. He's above depression, addiction, everything when you're singing this song, remember where this song came from and sing it with all your heart.
7: yet to
8: come. Greater things are still to be done in this city. You're the Lord of creation, the creator of all things. You're the king above all things. You are. You're the in our weakness. You're the to the broken, you are the joy and the sadness, yes you are, for there
5: faithful. Amanda opened up this morning talking about how God gives us a song. Uh, And my prayer this morning for each and every one of you, whether it be uh, during this worship service or as you seek him this week, is that he gives you a song, a song uh, for where you are right now, a song for the circumstances that you're walking through, that no matter where you are or what you're going through, he is faithful and he is strong and he is with you. Um, There was a song that that he put on my heart. um, I think it's been at least two months ago. And it was during an elders retreat that that we had. And I came back and, and told Brandon... And I was asking him this morning if he remembered. And he said, yeah, he remembered. And I was like, I don't know if this is a song that, you know, somebody's supposed to sing. You know, if we're supposed to start singing this on Sunday morning or if it's just for me or what. And and as the the weeks and time went on, it became real clear that it was a song that God had, had given to me f- for a season. And as many of you know, my father uh, got COVID and um, has been fighting that for well over a month now. And he's been on the ventilator uh, for about three weeks now. Um and he had put this song in my heart, and I was singing it and playing it even before he uh, was diagnosed with it. Um, but then in the middle of that time, there was a day that uh, it was a Thursday night, uh, and he got in the middle of the night uh, about 2.30 in the morning, so it was actually really early Friday morning, he got put uh, on that ventilator. And we'd, you know, and, and as many of you know, you're, probably none of us don't know of someone uh, that has gone through through fighting this this disease and um But one of the people that we knew and prayed very uh, fervently for, um, before they went on the ventilator, the family had a time uh, to talk and, you know, they knew it was kind of going that direction. They said, well, before we do that, you know, we'll get all the family around and you can talk to them. And, you know, obviously still praying for healing and restoration, but, you know, you get to have that kind of possibly final conversation. So as my father was in the hospital and, and sometimes holding stable, sometimes getting worse, I just kept thinking, well, if it gets to that point, I know that we're going to be able to gather the family around. We'll talk to them, you know, go through that process. And um, that Thursday didn't seem much different than any other uh, day that he'd been fighting up to that point. But we woke up that Friday morning and he'd been put on the ventilator in the middle of the night. And uh, my mom did get a moment to talk to him, probably about 30 seconds, um, and, and spoke with him beforehand none of the rest of us did. And so that that was really difficult for me. And and I remember that morning, probably the most grief I've ever felt in my life of just something that I thought we would have that, that was lost, you know, and not knowing what the future was going to hold. And um, one of the things that God spoke to me in that was, was one that— Obviously, we were still believing for healing and restoration. It wasn't like a lack of faith that I was thinking, oh, there's no way, you know, he's going to come back now. It was just something that was lost that I thought we would have, you know. And um, I was reminded of Jesus weeping for Lazarus and for the family. And he knew, <laughs> he, was, he told them days before, he's just asleep. Oh, we're going to go wake him up. You know, it's like, so Jesus knew what was going to happen. But in that moment, he still grieved. And so grief and the things that we walk through, and like Evan shared about the red dot on the rope, you know, the things that we walk through and the circumstances of life, uh, it's okay to cry. It's okay to fall apart even and fall into the arms of God. And even in that moment, again, I didn't know what the future was going to hold, but I, I just had a moment of grief. And that was okay. And, and then this song came back to my mind, and I literally uh, played this just over and over and over, uh, pretty much all day Friday. Um, but they told us that morning, right? I've, uh, it was like 6 o'clock in the morning where I got that message, and they said, um, he might not make it to noon, um, that things were that critical, and if it didn't turn around in that window, that he really didn't have uh, much of a chance. And so we were all praying. And, and the words of this song, it starts out, It says, Saturday was silent, and it's talking about Jesus' resurrection. It says, Saturday was silent. Surely it was through, but since when has impossible ever stopped you? Friday's disappointment is Sunday's empty tomb. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? And literally the days lined up in this process because this was Friday. Friday. It was Friday's disappointment, and I was in the middle of that disappointment and that grief, but I knew that God was capable and he was faithful. And it goes on to say that just one word from God that we know that he's still a God of miracles. And it says, uh, my God is able to save and deliver and heal and restore anything that he wants to. Just ask the man who is thrown on the bones of Elisha if there's anything that he can't do. Just ask the stone that was rolled away. At the tomb in the garden, what happens when God says to move? And so I held on to that and knew that one word from God, that all he had to do was say life and speak life and he would live. But we never know unless he's told us what his will is, what that's going to be. And Pastor Darrell shared with us last week in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And while that was our prayer, and it still is our prayer, and we've seen uh, on Thanksgiving Day, uh, he opened his eyes. And that was a huge miracle. And I've shared uh, with some this morning that, uh, and, and I know many of you have walked through things like that, but I I haven't. This is the first time that someone this close to me has gone through this kind of situation. And uh, literally, uh, my my kids and my brother and his wife and niece and my mom and like, we just started cheering, you know, when he opened his eyes and we're on this FaceTime call and we knew he could hear us and he was starting to respond. And yesterday we had a call with him. And his eyes were totally open, and he winked at us, and he's squeezing the nurse's hand, and he's recovering. Amen, yeah, and and all the glory, all the praise and honor goes to our Heavenly Father. But what I know is that there's people who God is going to say live, and there's others that he's going to say it's their time. And we don't get to choose that. We don't pick that. But what we know is God is good in every circumstance. He's good. And he has a song for you today that you can sing. And if he hasn't given you one already, I encourage you to pray this week and say, Father, give me a song for the day that I'm walking in now, the circumstance that I'm walking in now, because I know that in every circumstance I can give you praise and be thankful because you're good and your faithfulness endures forever and you'll never leave me nor forsake me because you are faithful. And whether my father walks out of that hospital or goes to be with the Lord, All that means is his red dots done. He's got eternity with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And the only reason that we would ask God to keep him here is because we believe he's given him promises of things that he hasn't done yet, of ministry that he hasn't accomplished yet, of people that he has to reach for Christ that he hasn't reached yet. If it wasn't for that, if he was done, praise God. He's going to be in a much better place than we are. But if he's got work to do, then we want him to see that work done because that's what God has called him to do. Well, again, I encourage you this week to pray for a song for whatever you're in, for whatever circumstance you're in. Will you join me in praying as we close? Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness. Most of all, Lord, we thank we are thankful for who you are. You're the King of kings and Lord of lords. You created all things, Lord, and by your word, all things that were created were created, Lord. We trust you. We trust you in the middle of the storm. We trust you on the good days. We trust you on the bad days, Lord, because in your mind, they're all good. It's a time that you bring us closer to you, that you show us how present you are in every circumstance, Lord, and we give you praise. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit, everyone here will be given a song to sing. That they could lift up their voice and praise your name, Lord, regardless of the circumstance that they find themselves in. Because they know you're faithful and you're with them. Lord, and we thank you for that. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we have a prayer team that's available here to to agree with you in any prayer requests that you may have after the service is done. Uh, And it pretty much is. I just have a couple of announcements that I want to make real quick. Uh, There will be no middle school or high school youth this evening. Uh, They will resume next week. Uh, There will also be no spark uh, and most of the life groups are on break until January 13th. So no spark this Wednesday night. Common Grounds will be open again this Friday from 6 to 10 a.m. And that's just the, the little rock building next door. There's a coffee shop that's open every Friday from 6 to 10 a.m. And then this is really important. On Saturday night, this Saturday, we're going to have another throne room encounter from 7 to 8 p.m. It's a time of just worship. And we come before the God, our God and give him glory, honor, and praise all focus, all uh, the whole time is just on him. And again, giving him thanks and praise uh, for who he is and what he's doing in our life. And if you haven't been yet, I really encourage you. uh, It is an amazing time in the presence of the Lord. uh, And just would invite you uh, to join us again. That's this Saturday from 7 p.m. God bless you all and have a great week. And we aren't picking up chairs again, so you can leave the chairs in their place. Bless you all.